what what's it like uh, opening the season against one of your biggest rivals? I mean, how how's it kind of influenced the preparation that goes into this season? I think it's had uh, it, it's 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 done its purpose. I think the uh, the sense of urgency from our players. Um, yeah, I think this is. I don't know if we've ever felt uh, this strongly about an uh, opening game, you know. But I think more more than anything, I want our guys to remember what it's like, and so we got to simulate this uh, off-season um, preparation and try to uh, try to get that feeling every every year. So it's been really cool. Uh, love the response our players, the ownership and the leadership that we've seen. So uh, just really excited for the season, and happens to be against Utah this Thursday. So. Uh, just really excited about 2019. You've had, had a lot of success as a team with season openers. Uh, won five in a row, nine in the last ten. Um, what what's played a fact the biggest part in that continued sustained success in starting the season that strong? I think first thing that comes to mind is probably health. If you're looking at it from that long, you said nine out of ten. So uh, the fact that we have that much time to get everyone ready, it's kind of like the the goal for everyone that's coming off off-season conditioning and also the surgeries and anyone that has has any issues going on with their bodies, they can get that ready. And the the goal is to be ready by the time we open up for camp and then uh, work camp a little bit <clears throat> so they can get ready for the season. So that's for the guys that are recovering. But for the most part, I think everyone uses that as a, as a goal to you know, standard or to get their body 100% ready. And so uh, that's probably plays a lot into it. But uh, we have to be able to do it 12 times, and so that's what I'm focused on is trying to simulate that and have a great performance and be the best BYU we possibly can uh, this fall. You know, so starts with the first game and hopefully gets us the the you know, the results we want and that we can uh, end up trying to simulate that and, and and do it every every week from there there on out. Does this first game have the potential to to define your season right away? No, the season is is 12 games long, trying to earn more time to get more more games. So. Um, I don't really focus on end result as much as I do the process and the, and the uh, being able to enjoy the opportunity to make memories. I think I've mentioned that before that um, <clears throat> so fixated on the result that you forgot the you forget to stop smell the roses and enjoy the the process and that's when you miss out on memories. So really trying to find ways to make as many memories as we can uh, this Thursday and and enjoy them and then uh, and see what the end result is afterwards. But the season is. Uh, our, our players have been really excited about this game because it's the first game of the season. So they're really excited about the season, and we're, that's what I'm excited about the entire season, and it happens with game one. How do you feel you match up with them on the field, and then conversely, how they match up with what you'll put out there? I think everything's different. You know, I think we feel like we have 11. They can count to 11, so they'll be 11 on 11 on the field. You know, And um, if there's more than that, the rest will stop the game and call a penalty. So that's kind of uh, what it comes down to. You know, we... We understand uh, where they're at and then the predictions for them, and there's a lot of excitement going on about the, that team, and so we're just as excited to see us, how we match up against them. You know, there's, they're, they're, they're picked to win the Pac-12, and, and uh, a lot of experts and analysts have chimed in on, on where they see them fitting in, in the scope of college football, and let's see what, where we fit. So that's, that's kind of the challenge, to see where, how we fit. And really confident in the way our guys prepared, and they should go into this game Feeling loose and, and uh, confident and, and feeling excited for the opportunity. What challenges are there when preparing for an offense that has a new offensive coordinator? How do you approach that? Well, I worked with him for four years, so that helps out a little bit. And, uh, you know, so hopefully um, the fact that I'm familiar with him uh, will help out. And 
and same with Coach Tuyaki, and we have coaches on our staff that have been around Andy Ludwig for for some time, and uh, you know we we've seen what he's done, and so there's a, there's some really good things that he's done in college football, a lot of great film. He's been coordinating for a long time, and Wisconsin, Vanderbilt, and other places, so we'll be able to pull up a lot of the film and, and see what he does. But I think he's the kind that works with his talent. I know Andy Ludwig really well, and he's a great coach. Um, he's great at schemes and strategies, so. Uh, we'll have to be ready for all of it. I think that he, he can do so many different things from pro style to spread and the QB run game and all that. And so we, we've had a month to prepare for it. And so I think our defense, there shouldn't be too many surprises, but we'll see. How, you, you mentioned making memories. How much fun is it to have these types of games like Arizona last year and Utah to start and kind of be able to have the, you know, kind of a, a high profile opponent as opposed to maybe somebody that doesn't have the, the same profile just to be able to, to get the season going? Memories work all all the same. We're given 12 opportunities, and so I'm not really focused on the opponents as much as it is. I mean, I think in the in the preparation that kind of helps spark a little bit more excitement for the for the players. But as coaches, our job is to try to get this team to be as the best they they possibly could be. And how it matches up to Utah, we'll see Thursday night. You know, but my job is to get them in a position where they can perform their best. Thursday night, and then do it 11 more times and try to earn more time afterwards and try to earn another game together and see if we can do it 13 times. You mentioned the preseason hype with Utah then picked to win the Pac-12 and such. How do you, I guess, drown that out for both the coaching staff and with the players to help them just focus on doing their best and playing their game? Oh, our focus and our energy has been on us. And, and, and But you can't really uh, discredit the fact that they're they're pre- predicted to finish so well, you know, so... Uh, but focusing on us, we have a team that we're going to play against, and so that's part of scouting our opponents. Uh, a great deal of respect, but um, at the same time, we're focused on what we can do as a team. And and uh, but going into the game, you have to know your opponents, and we see them. And so it's it's a there's a lot of excitement, and we're looking at the great opportunities that the season holds for us. Not just one game, but the entire season. These guys have worked extremely hard, and and I'm excited to see some some things happen. Tyson Williams listed as the number one running back without a or next to his name on the depth chart. What did he do in camp to solidify himself in that spot? Um, I think overall he he performed the best and in the competition, and we felt like um, Soup and Lopini were right there with him. We felt like he earned he earned that spot the right way in, in the competition. The great thing about that those three, that it, it brought them even closer together, you know. And uh, Patty spoke to our team last week and mentioned that um, the love that competition brings when you when you're able to help and, and share that she talked about the quarterbacks being able to help each other in, in years past and how that made them uh, much better as a group so I think our players took it to heart and I think she just confirmed what they were doing that it's working so in the long run um, Tyson earned, earned it so uh, we'll, hopefully we'll be able to there'll be opportunities to see all three of those guys perform where do you anticipate the offense making its biggest improvement from from the success we saw towards the end of last year, jumping into this season. Um, I think there's a there's a high um, possibility of just our guys gelling well together. There's not a lot of um, a lot of questions going into the year. You know, we we have a physical O line that has some experience, and not just the five starters. There's guys that have started other games and played a significant amount of reps. And so I think the fact that we have some Young, experienced guys like Zach and others and Lopini uh, plays into it. And then we have some good veteran leadership as well. So having guys like Aleva Hifo that have played a lot of reps, you know, and 
Um, looking at guys like Micah Simon and Talon Shumway, those guys have done a great job leading as upperclassmen, but they've done an amazing job encouraging the younger players to be leaders themselves, Gunnar Romney, Dax Milne, and others who normally wouldn't speak much have been put in position by our leaders to come out of their shell a little bit, and, and our team is better because of it. Does the result of this rivalry game have an impact on things like recruiting and, and that goes beyond just the playing field? Um, I don't know. I think I think we're going to recruit the guys that want to be here, you know. And and um, I never had a recruit come in and say, "Well, whoever w- wins this game, we're going to commit to them." So uh, that's when it comes to recruiting, it's about connections. And you look at the the way that AJ Stewart had been able to connect with Soup and with Tyson. That's what brought him here. So it's the fact that we uh, we will show our recruits that we love them and we want them here and that we'll take care of them. And it's not just football driven you know my goal is to see what they can be in life and our coaches echo that and, and, and our goal is to try to build a culture where they can thrive and they have a great purpose not just football wise but in the community and and they can grow spiritually and learn a lot of things and become better people momentum and momentum plays play obviously a big role in football is it harder to manage during a, a rivalry game those kind of things when they're happening no it's just keep getting more and more momentum plays and then and then uh you know, do whatever we can to keep it rolling. I think how you answer to adversity has got to play a factor into that as well. And um, you know, our our guys are built for for all of it right now. And I, I've, I've had a lot of confidence going into this game that um, that the leadership and the maturity of this group will play a huge factor in being able to respond to momentum swings and things like that. And and the experience that they've gone through the last few years will help them. Um, Gain the momentum back if, if, if we can do that, and, and also not just gain the momentum back, but build on it and let it steamroll. Why haven't you named captains yet, and what's your plan? For no, we have a, a large group of leaders on this team, and um, I just looked at a lot of different organizations, and, and uh, team vote matters. But I think our, if you were to look at the voting on our team, they would vote the same guys that I think are leading this team already, and I don't want to limit it to four people, so. Our leadership group would decide the four to go out for a coin toss, and um, there it is, you know. And I, I, um, I look at places, places, uh, uh, the structure of the military and things like that. They don't vote to see who's going to be in ranks; they assign them. And right now, I've assigned a lot of leaders that have taken the initiative and become leaders themselves. They'll be the captains, and they'll decide who goes out for the coin toss, and that's how it's going to work. I'm just really pleased with how many uh, the amount of leaders that we have on this team young and old, and uh, we just keep building on that. You Can talk you speak- defensive line is touted as one of the best in the country. Do you have confidence your offensive line is up to the task? They have no choice. They have to be, right? And, and uh, they've known about them, and they, they saw them last year. So uh, we'll see what happens. We've, we've had a, a great opportunity to get stronger and bigger and faster, and so we'll see if it matches up. I know that uh, Utah's D-line brings a, a lot of experience and a lot of physical play, and I like that matchup, so I think our guys are excited to see where they match up with possibly the, the best D-line in college football, and let's see what happens, man. Kyle Whittingham said earlier today that Zach Moss would be ready to go on Thursday. What uh, challenges does he present with, with his uh, efficiency and effectiveness as a running back? Yeah, a great running back. I mean, he's, he's a projected to be a high draft pick for a reason. And uh, he has a he has a lot of uh, unique skills that makes a great running back and flourish. And I think with Andy Ludwig as the offensive coordinator, they're going to lean heavily on his abilities and his skills. And we've been planning for him this entire time. So I, I'm glad he's able to play. 
Uh, I, I think he, the college football is better when he's healthy and he can play. Same thing with Britt Covey. Those guys are great athletes, and I'd like to see them on the field. And and uh, he came back to school for a reason, you know, and and to be with his boys and to play. And and our job is to try to disrupt it a little bit and see where we match up with one of the best running backs in college football. So, yeah, I'm, I, I, I've been really, uh, I've been really, uh, you know, just really. Was that a? <laughs> Anyways, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. But no, I, I've been I've been impressed with what he's done on film, you know, and and uh, so I I think it's going to be a great challenge for us. So I think our guys are up for it. Was there any dialogue that went on um, between you and Devin when you talked about giving him his brother's number for this year? I think that's always our. That's just a. Um, I don't think we have to say much. I think if you're a Kafusi from. From Steve and Michelle, you're going to have number 90, and I'm probably sure the grandkids will do that too. And I'm going to commit all, all of the grandkids, uh, all the grandsons. So, I mean, yeah, I wondering if you'd offer that. Yeah, and if they have girls, they can play volleyball and basketball and track and wear number 92, soccer. So, yeah, I think that's just kind of that's a family number, and I'm good with it. And I think he, he if you're above 6'6 six, six and you weigh 270 or so, then you should be wearing that number. You've said in the past that. This fan base that follows this program is, is Power Five mm-hmm. worthy. What are your expectations as far as just the atmosphere that's going to take place on Thursday night? Yeah, I just want our fans to have fun, man. And, and a lot, large part of that is us and our performance. I want them to enjoy it too. You know, I think uh, I mentioned earlier that they're so focused on the end result they could really miss out on some memories. That goes for the fans as well. I just my job is to make them happy, and I'm looking forward to doing that. You know, and I just want them to just have a great time. Come in there and. And Lavelle Stadium, named after a man that I love, and uh, let's scream our hearts out and, and see what happens at the end. But I think there'll be a lot of memories. We have only 60 minutes to make it work of game time, and just want them to enjoy every second of it. Coach, with the tight ends, is there any update with Moroni? Yeah, Moroni, I think he's on the depth chart. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're planning on playing him. Isaiah Heron's not listed. Is he injured? What's his status? He was a little banged up in camp, but... Um, you know that thing can it can change any any second now. So depending on what happens today, but yeah, he 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 came in the camp doing some really good things. There's a lot of DBs that are aren't listed on the depth chart that I think could still have a factor and have a role in, in this game. Along those same lines, depth in the secondary was something that you were kind of focused on in fall camp. How do you feel that shaped up heading into this game? Yeah, I, th- I think there were some really cool surprises and some some things that we could count on. And um, as far as personnel, and I'm I'm really excited about this group. I think we've got good enough depth. And that's with, um, you know, with the absence of Troy and Chris, you know, in there. So uh, this is a good group, and I and I, I like the leadership that I've seen from Diane and Austin Lee, and I think that that it'll, it'll go a long way with with this this group here that can play. That they're really gifted. There's some freshmen that haven't seen the game, but I'm excited to see them get on the field. Two guys that entered the two deep, um, Bo Tanner and Hayden Livingston. What have they done in order to get into the two deep? Yeah, they competed their butts off. They they earned it, and so. Um, you know, um, I think Bo Tanner's done some great things. He played safety and corner, so he can be a swing guy for us. And Hayden's worked extremely hard. Guy yeah, that just got home from his mission um, in January and put in some work since spring ball to now. And uh, I'm excited to see those guys play. They, they've earned the right and said we'll, we'll play the best guys and the best guys right there on the depth chart for us. What's the schedule going to look like between now and kickoff on Thursday? How are you going to approach it for your guys? Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll work on uh, This will be a Wednesday for us and tomorrow, Thursday, and then, you know, we're 48 hours tomorrow close to the game, and we'll go from there. So our, our guys are kind of trained on it. We're practicing 
a little bit later. You know, uh, we did this last year, getting ready for the time change, and but we've been practicing in the afternoon and in the heat of the day, and so uh, I think having these guys just adjust their clocks. We did that a little bit last weekend. To now, we'll get them ready so that they're able to perform at their, you know, at, at their peak when it's 8:15. How important is this game to your future? Do you think this game Thursday with Utah? Uh, I'm going to coach always. You know, I, I love. Coach's game. I don't think about anything like that. I'm more more concerned with uh, getting these young men the future that they deserve, and so that's what I'm focused on. Something that Utah's done very well over the years is uh, win the field position battle with their punting and kicking team. Jake Oldroyd, currently starting puncher and field goal kicker, what has he done to set himself apart, and does he kind of sway the edge in, in BYU's favor, perhaps? Yeah, and I, I think well, I don't know compared to what they, they've always had a strong kicking. Um, Group and with their specialists there, so I, I I've seen it, you know. But so they'll always be ready. But I think that Jake gives us the best opportunity to to probably flip the field a couple times, and, and when he's called on to punt, I still think there's an opportunity for Danny to be on the field as well. But uh, it all depends on the you know on, on what we're we're seeing, what we're trying to accomplish. With the defensive line, do you feel like this is a group that's the best equipped in your tenure here at BYU to get at three or four man pass rush consistently and create some havoc? I believe so. You know, it's it's uh, we'll have to see, and, and if we can get the scheme devised so that they can get a lot of one on ones. The hard part about rushing three is that you probably only have one of the one of the three D linemen that, that gets a one on one, and uh, it doesn't really matter if we, if if we get uh, one guy in a one on one, I expect him to win. And so that's what's going to come down to whether it's a three man, four man, five man rush. Um, the easy ones is when no one, there's no, uncontested sacks. You know, when no one's there to block them. And so if we have to dial that up, we'll do that too. I think we need to find ways to disrupt their offense with a, with a, you know, with a, um, with a quarterback that has a lot of experience and a backfield that has a lot of experience. Last question for Coach. What advantages does it bring being that this matchup is in your house? Oh, yeah. We, we, the noise should work in our favor, you know. But um, I think once you get on the field, the, we've been able to communicate with loud music and um, and then and um, and then do it with with ways that coaches don't have to that don't have to be heard. And so Thursday night it's going to be up on the players. You know, coaches aren't going to be there to save them. And luckily in practices we've been in that position where we let the players do their thing and be out in a position and, and put them in, in uncomfortable spots. And uh, hopefully that, that uh, the way they were over were able to overcome them in practice can show them in the game as well. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you.